Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Lift every voice and <laughs> sing to heaven. Wait. To Till heaven? earth and heaven ring. Yeah, I always mess it up. I be knowing. Um, so, Miss Johnson, how are you today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great, Mr. Woods. How are you? I am pretty good. Um, I, I did nothing. I just left my apartment for the first time today. Besides taking uh, Mr. Cooper Eugene Woods out for walks. Turn up, I also did nothing today. I ended up not going to work. Yay, we're bubs. <laughs> I, lit- I don't know what has been up with me. Like, if I'm pregnant, someone let me know. But I've just been really exhausted. <laughs> Nigga, if you could have seen the look on my face just now. <laughs> blink, 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 blink. Do what? definitely not pregnant um no I've just been exhausted I woke up this morning I also thought I I was nervous that I had the stomach thing because mm-hmm. I was like hey, all day like what is going on um so I just called out of work this morning yeah, for the best uh, but I li- like as soon as I called out I lay back down I woke up maybe around 10 30 watched the fire documentary <laughs> fell asleep until about two. Got up and got myself together and went to get some food and then I came here. So I ain't been doing shit. Felt good though. I needed that sleep apparently. Yo, I definitely needed to catch up on sleep. Even though like I, I, I slept into about eight, which I usually wake up around six. I took Cooper out. I went back to my room and... I just stayed in bed for another two hours. Yeah, bro. But that shit was dope. Um, Good ass sleep. It's nothing like it. I've been catching up on cultural stuff lately. I finally watched Black Klansman. Mm. That shit was fucking good. Yeah, it was. And I'm in love with, uh, what's her name? What's the girl's name? His girlfriend in it. And she also was in Spider-Man. The one who was Angela Davis? She wasn't Angela Davis, but she yeah, she was the she was the Angela Davis kind of character, right? I don't know her name. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I found love with her when Spider Man when she was in it. But yo, you know who she's fucking dating? Clay Thompson. Really? From the Golden State Warriors? Yep. Interesting. Never would have guessed. What are you really trying to say, Kim? <laughs> I mean, go ahead and say it. Nothing at all. I just never would have guessed. Why wouldn't you have guessed? I don't know. I guess just from like the roles that she's played. I just feel like. That and. He's always always seeing them with uh, white women. 
Well, that that's well. That's what I thought you were saying. No, I was I actually don't be knowing who he dates at all because um, he he dates a lot of Instagram uh models. Oh. So everybody was surprised, like, oh, Clay dating black girls. Interesting. No, I just see her with just like I guess more eccentric type type dudes. Like, um, I mean, he those Golden State guys are a little different though. Like even like their vibes, they're because. I don't know if it's because they're in the Bay, but they're like socially aware and they're into different stuff. No, when stuff. I say eccentric, I mean like. Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> yes. And like, um, I cannot think of his name to save my life. Dude who played Mbaku on fucking um, Black Panther. Winston Duke. Winston Duke. Is he eccentric though? Like I can say, well, like. And all the the photo shoots and like shit that he be doing, like yeah, they always dress and like his hair is blonde right now. He's pretty. <laughs> I, I feel guess, like that's pretty eccentric for a tall black nigga. <laughs> I mean, it's true. The only thing is, I got introduced to him because Modern Family is one of my favorite shows ever, and he was on there. What's he? Yeah, he played one of the girlfriends. Uh, I mean, one of the daughter's boyfriend. And he was a football player in the show. Okay. See, I never watched Modern Family. Yo, Modern Family is, a, that's going to be a classic for a long time. Yeah, everybody used to always try to put me on, but I just. Like now it's like been on too long, but it's still good shows. But yeah, they're going to free play Modern Family for the rest of our life. Was it like a Wednesday night thing? I think that's why I didn't really watch it. Because I don't, I honestly watch TV on Sundays and barely even then. So. <laughs> Yeah, it used to come on the same night as Blackish, but now they they moved Blackish. I think till Tuesday, mm. and then I always choose This Is Us over Blackish, and then I watch Blackish the next day. Man, I am emotionally invested in This Is Us, and I have to watch that. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that, <laughs> nigga. They don't exist. <laughs> I heard it is a pretty good show. What do they have it on Hulu? Yeah, it's oh. exclusive. On watch it like for real. Like I don't have Hulu. I know you gave me the password, but I I lost that shit. It's the same password. Okay, I'm gonna have to put it in my phone though. Yeah, because since we did the exchange, because you, you hooked the player up. <laughs> I, listen, I be forgetting my passwords because I don't have to log into anything. You forgot the name of the app, the password, <laughs> the email. I thought I thought HBO Go. And HBO now we're like this one in the same. HBO Go is if you have a subscription to HBO through like, your like internet service or whatever through like TV and stuff. Yeah, no, okay. And then internet, I mean HBO now is if you just pay for it or the app. Strictly the app, yeah. I uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. Oh yeah. I wanna tell you about it. Let me tell you. Amanda Seals uh, stand up came out on HBO, I believe, Saturday. And so, Miss Johnson hooked me up with her password so I could watch it. And yeah. Um, the first like five, six minutes, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Just, it wasn't because. <laughs> Anything is just the jokes were strictly at a point of view that I can't understand. (laughs) 
because I'm not a woman. And I was like, well, I'm going to watch this, but let's just see. And then slowly I start like it was it started going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Possibly because the history nerd in me was very attracted to the history nerd and that beautiful young lady. <laughs> <laughs> and she was talking that shit. <laughs> she be knowing. She exactly. That was the perfect. She be knowing. She be knowing. The crazy thing, like, I was gonna talk on this episode about the Black National Anthem, even before I saw it. Hmm. Why? Because this is the episode that going into Black History Month. Oh yeah, this is. Most people would are probably gonna listen to this after or in the month of February. <clears throat> So February gonna, starts on Friday. Right. So I was going to talk about it. And I was going to name it Lift Every Voice. And then that shit happened. And <laughs> I was like, look at God. The universe. <laughs> but uh, I feel like it's almost, <laughs> if we had a stand up <laughs> and both of our personalities were merged together, that's how that was. So it was kind of like dope. And it was kind of weird at the same time. Because, I don't know. What what are you laughing at? I just thought that shit was, it was great. It was, it was good to see, like, a black comedian woman with intelligence. You know what I'm saying? Especially about cultural things and political things and. And not just about, you know, niggas who ain't shit. And you know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. Yes. It, it felt very measured and it wasn't too far on any front. And it was, it was dope. Like, it was dope the way she would like just bring in subtle things. Like when she was talking about the Harriet Tubman thing. Yes. And she was like, <laughs> Willie. <laughs> <laughs> that subtle nuance things like that are funny. Because <laughs> Willie is like the blackest name ever. But the way she even like segued into that whole little skit was perfect too. Because she was man being angry or not even being angry, but not wanting to put Harriet Tubman on the, what was it? $100 bill or $20 bill? $20 bill. bill. They said, uh, they even told Harriet Tubman to smile. Like that, that's some clever shit. And then, uh. <laughs> and all the stuff we know about Harriet Tubman, why would Harriet Tubman smile on a fucking right. $20 bill? Right. It was just, uh, it, uh, I just kept like nodding my head and like I was finishing her sentences and shit and I was like, man, this is great. And then when she was talking about being like the one black friend. Yes. <laughs> Bro, that shit is real as fuck. Like, I was, like last week I talk, when I was talking about the person that said I was racist. <laughs> I was explaining to them that this podcast is really about, it's really for the black kid in the class mm. that's around only white people. Go to all the white slumber parties, be that one black friend. That's what this shit is about. Or the one black friend who couldn't go to the slumber parties because one of her parents was racist or yes, shit. Because that happened with me. Me too. Much. Me too. <laughs> My my dad really doesn't like to, <laughs> he doesn't like to have black people over. Oh, yep. so your dad's racist. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That type of shit. That was a lot in a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, but no, it was I just be great. Knowing. <laughs> it was great. And then like when the congregation was singing, lift every voice. Bro, that was such a great black moment. I was literally just sitting there like singing that shit to crunk as hell. Yep. Then when she just inserted the double clap and everybody yeah. just double clapped on the beat, I yeah. was like, yes. <laughs> um, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, when did you hear about the black national anthem? Um, so our church used to put on a black history program every year and, um, I mean, so I've known it for a long ass time. I probably since I would say like fully realized like middle school, but I've been singing that shit since like elementary school. The crazy thing is I didn't really know it until probably high school. My mom, like, all right, my mom grew up children of like civil rights people. Like my granddad and stuff, they marched and did all this stuff, but they also kind of detached the children from some of their things because they didn't want to scare them. Mm. So, like, I don't think my mom really realized her full black experience until like we were like like later. Like, I think one day it was playing on something. Some it might have been like Rosa Parks's funeral or something. <clears throat> they were singing and she started singing it, and I was like. What the fuck? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and then uh just stuff like that. Now, when I went to Grambling, we had awards day for founders there or whatever. And they started playing that shit and everybody started singing. You know that gif of Whitney Houston looking around like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> I was that's how it was. But I knew of it. It's just I didn't know that everybody knew. <laughs> Yeah, like there was always, no matter what they did in the Black History play, there was always a moment where the congregation just sang Lift Every Voice. Like they would insert that into the program. That's the only thing I I hate that I didn't like because the churches we always went to were always so smaller. That's what I kind of miss about not being part of like the Black Huntsville Community, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you went to a predominant church here. Mm-hmm. So, you were part of that, that experience that I didn't have. Yeah. But you don't ever think about stuff like that. Not until you're older. Yeah. And then, plus, we weren't from here anyway. Yeah. So, like, it was a disconnect. And then, by the time we moved out to the country, it was a real disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> Double disconnect. Yeah. But, um... I like the, like, even when she was talking about the cat calling part, that shit was funny as fuck. Because, like, that's the thing that guys don't ever really think about. It, like, you know, when God, the tone deaf dude's like, so I can't even say hi to her. No, yeah. it's not that, bro. You're, <laughs> you're low key, dis- not even low key, you're high key disrespecting <laughs> a stranger. <laughs> Literally. And it's not like, hi, how are you doing? It's like, why aren't you smiling? Why yeah. won't you smile? Mm-hmm. It's like controlling somebody else's emotions. And then because you're hurt about it, you take that out on somebody else. Like That's some next level shit. Yeah, dudes at work have done that shit to me. And I just be like, oh my God, please. But I, I do think part of that is, I don't think it's always from a malicious standpoint. I just think it's like 
people just really don't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Nobody, people don't know how to make small talk. Yes, that's <laughs> it. That is it. And I hate small talk, but yes, people do not know how to make small talk. A good, hey, how are you, is honestly all the small talk you need. Because that gives the other person to be like, hey, I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm good. That's all you need. Small talk over. <laughs> but yeah. people really get fucked up over that, like, initial in passing greeting. <laughs> They just be trying to think of shit to say. It's yeah. just like, man, that was really off. <laughs> you did not have to say that. Why did you say that? I don't. I don't know. Like it's just weird. I hate small talk, but it, the most I always say to people when I look at them, I smile and I say, "Hey, how are you?" When I just keep it moving. All right. Um. What else? What else did I notice about? Should we talk about the fire thing since we're doing like yeah pop oh. culture social media type yeah. shit? So um, did you you didn't watch the Hulu one because you don't have Hulu? No, I didn't watch the Hulu one. Yeah, what's the difference? Everyone says to watch them both. There must be a huge difference. It's not really a huge well. The Hulu one is more about Billy and just like his psyche going into it. The Netflix one is more overreaching and showing just the whole story. Mm. But it's some nuance in the Hulu one that's not there. Like they pretty much talk about how Billy being a millennial played into the steps that led up to the fire festival. That shit was crazy. Like yeah. I, I was hearing people talk about it before I watched it, but actually watching it, that shit was like the epitome of a clusterfuck uh, of of, <laughs> of white men thinking that they could just do whatever the hell they want and everything will be okay. <laughs> like white privilege, the documentary. <laughs> and you know what pissed me off the most? I think out of the whole thing was after everything failed and they had that um that conference call and that meeting and Ja was on the call. Yeah. And he was he was rebutting the dude that was like, I mean, this, this is, is basically fraud, fraud. And, and he was like, No, no, no. No, no, no. 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 I, I, it's not fraud. What he say is uh, it's um, false advertising. It's what I was I was like, nigga, that's the same shit. I was like That's like some tomato 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 bullshit. Literally, like y'all out here the semantics, y'all out here selling motherfucking dreams that you can't fucking commit to like I ain't gonna lie though. They sold the hell out of that dream. They though. did. The dream looked really great. It looked amazing. Like I can see why people were buying into it. They they paid two. They paid uh, Kendall Jenner two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for Just one post. To post that number one. Okay, so that was a red flag <laughs> to me because it's like if you throwing that money, that kind of money out for her to just make one social media post. Come on, but you know what's come on the whole time I was watching. It could have worked. He just got greedy. For one, the location was fucked up. But for the told, amount of people that they wanted to bring right. in. But they were gonna hold it at first at Pablo's uh island. Yeah, on his island. And they said specifically, don't say it's Pablo Escobar's island. And these and niggas still, on the first thing said it's still Pablo said Escobar's it. Yeah, island. Yeah. 
So then they couldn't hold it there. Um, but still, like, they oh, everything was just so fucked up. Like, the staff, I, I probably would have quit. If I was on that staff, I probably would have quit after, like, a month of bullshit. I would have been yeah. like, okay, no. Like, fuck this. You haven't paid me. We don't have any, like, definite things to tell these people that are asking. Especially when it started getting, like, closer to time. And people were asking all these questions. Like, people were asking questions like, is there any anywhere for us to plug our shit up? Like, yeah. <laughs> like basic civilization questions. We haven't seen nothing. We need to know if we're going to be able to survive for these couple of days. And, and then they were just deleting shit. shit. Yeah. Instead of addressing it, they were just deleting the comments and, and forwarding them to whoever. Now, the main difference is on the who, the who, who one, <laughs> they, uh, like they knew it was it was about to be bad. Like they did a countdown of the days and just some of the problems they were having. He should have just canceled it. He should have, and I don't understand why he didn't. I, I talked to Spaga a little bit about it. I and don't he, know if it was his pride or what, but but do you remember on one part where they were like, "Well, nobody thought Woodstock would work, and it worked." I, did Woodstock that, work though? Because yeah. yeah. But Woodstock, people died at Woodstock. Now at uh, what's it called? Allen, the Rolling Stones did a, a festival after Woodstock, and they died. Did they do a documentary on Woodstock? Yeah, they done a couple of them. Mm. But um, Woodstock '99 is when shit got bad. That's when people, I think, like sixty women were raped. Ugh. It was like, and they were burning the. That stopped a lot of festivals for a long time, Woodstock 99. But yeah, Woodstock worked, but Woodstock also is one of those phenomenons where people say they were at Woodstock, but the actual count of people was probably only in the thousands, Mm -hmm. but like a million people swear up and down they were at Woodstock. Ain't never even been to that part of the fucking (laughs) country. Yeah. um, But I think it's part of that, and then... He was like a cult leader, almost. He really was. Like he really had like, these, these people, people were believing doing in him. whatever the fuck that he wanted them to do. We gotta talk about the we elephant do. in the fucking we room, do. We bro. <laughs> there is one. All right, look. If you ain't seen this movie, we about to spoil this shit. But there is one part in this shit that everybody has been fucking talking about, and I kept seeing the memes, and I didn't understand. I didn't until either. I watched it, I and I was either. like. Oh my god. So like, what is this man? Why are y'all doing this? So because it was in another country, they had to get everything cleared and they had to pay taxes on the stuff. Mm-hmm. So they since they were running low on money, they weren't paying all the taxes and things they needed to do. Mm-hmm. So I, the customs agents <laughs> took the water, the Avion water that was there. And so this nigga Billy decided he was gonna ask uh one of the people that was helping him do the festival one of his best friends who was also a gay man uh, a 50 60 year old gay man at that to do a do a solid for me <laughs> put the team on your back what take one for the team yeah what he said take one for the team what's that billy go suck the customers agents dick bro I done I done took a lot of shit for a team. I ain't never took no shit like that for no team. Mm-mm. Bro. Why did he go? 
Like, it's one thing for somebody to ask you outlandish things. Because Billy had that motherfucking brainwash. Like, he he really thought that doing that was going to save the festival. Bro. And it's not all that was going to do was get you water. Y'all still had so many other holes. <laughs> Suck dick for water? Like, what the fuck? Um, and then the weird thing about it is, this is the part that I was just like, why the fuck did he use mouthwash to go suck dick? That is a good question. Why Why would you take a shower and use mouthwash? Maybe he thought that they were going to have like a whole session. Like he yeah. thought they were going to be Oh, we fuck it, fuck it. Oh, we really do it a thought it was going to be some foreplay. Like. <laughs> but okay, so, so many questions about that. Number one, was the head of customs gay too? Right. Like, how would you know? Like, and then plus. And then, too, obviously, he, the head of customs, didn't request that because when he got there, he was like, bro, no. So I'm just like, Billy, what the fuck did you think that that was going to do for your festival? He started everything at the the wall. And that is another red flag. When you got to start sending niggas over to go suck dick to try to (laughs) save some shit for your festival, your festival ain't shit. Your festival ain't shit. You don't have the right things in place. If you got to do that shit. My question is, we always used to tell all our friends, don't be no hoe. All our gay friends be like, yo, don't be no hoe. Don't let these niggas dog you out. You literally let this, this dude that's younger than you pimp you out for some fucking water. He was ready. He was ready. He was ready to do it. Bro, I ain't saying I need somebody that is willing to go suck a dick. But I need just one of them people in my <laughs> life to believe in me. You need that level of ride or dieness. I, I need one person to believe in me that way. That's too much ride or die for me. I'm sorry, bro. What? Just one of them? You love me more than I love myself at that point, like. Because <laughs> if I'm not gonna go suck the dick, I'm not gonna go ask you to do it, right? Like, and then actually, you go do it. Like, whoa! Like, what the fuck is like, hey, bro? I need you to just go suck this dude. Where's dick. your self worth? I know. Don't like that's literally hoeing yourself. And out. he was a married man. I want to say he had a ring on his finger. Might have been. I don't know, bro. Like that's a level of like that's worse than like Dwight and Michael on the office. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Oh my God. But you know what was still was was also blowing my mind was the fact that he was able to like keep pulling off all this grandiose shit. Like he just yeah. kept coming back with like extra money. Like that time that, that they said that he hopped on a plane and flew to New York and came back with like an extra three million dollars to do some shit. I was like That nigga was scamming scamming. Yeah, he was and he was really good at it. That's the crazy part. Like all his skills How did nobody see any of that shit the credit card thing was weird because who wants a heavy credit card bro that's yeah but see that's the thing though it's so easy to sell things like that to young the younger with generation money. yes like because it's it's the the less fortunate black card is what it was like yeah but yo man like I w- part of me wish I had like that was my superpower that I could scam people because I wouldn't use it for bad I would just get actual shit done yeah like if I had the gift of gab to be like yo bro go suck this dude's dick <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna work out if you just suck his dick <laughs> like if somebody tells you it's gonna work out if you just suck this dude's dick not knowing if he even likes guys 
Not knowing what he got and going plus, on health wise, like right. Know. That's the other part. He literally kind of that's a could, risk. And plus, a lot of them island dudes, <clears throat> they kill gay people. Hmm. So he literally could have sent that dude to go get set up to die. That's true too. That like a lot when of, they start head hunting though for their money. That's when I was like, ooh, that's when y'all really should have backed the fuck out of this. And then that nigga got arrested and then went back to scamming. Yeah, he did. He did. He went back to living with his parents and then suddenly had a penthouse. How? How is nobody clocking this nigga and what he doing financially? But that's because he knows so many rich people. That that one dude, what was his name? Andreo or Andre, whatever. Who was, um, it was during the part where, um, the black dude with the dreads was in confessional and he was saying the same thing. He was just like, I didn't understand where this wealth was coming right. from. And then he named the dude. I want to say it was Andreo. I think it was Andreo. Some foreign dude though. But I remember the, the dude saying like, I don't want to get caught up in none of your, like none of your shit. Right. So I guess he was the one that was like giving him money to still like have frank send out these emails to get people to like buy into these vip like yeah oh uh, yeah i know who you're talking about yeah that uh the young dude that he pretty much was trying to use as the scapegoat and that shit was just like the levels of i still want to know how much they're in debt behind that because there's no way that all of that shit is paid off Uh -uh. right now now the bad thing is the actual fire app might have worked mm. like where you can just book just book, in like, yeah that shit actually was why, a good idea by itself like that's how you know like that was the only good idea he had and he still fucked it up he fucked it up but, but i'm really wondering how much wealth he actually had going into it like real wealth and not stolen shit right going into it because the, <sighs> but in the hulu one they show well it might be the Netflix one, but in the Who one, they say that he had, he was trying to fund, to fund a festival long enough because he had a deal with like Universal for like $60 million. So he was trying to keep it afloat long enough to where he can get to his payday. He can get that money. So that's what he was trying to do. Mm. So like when you see that, you're like, okay, it makes a little bit more sense. He was just trying to keep it afloat to where... That yeah, money is if, in there, if and you it, just ain't got it though. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> but you are right. That is this movie is like the ultimate thing of like white privilege. Like Bobani Jones always used to talk about like you know action movies where like Die Hard or John Wick, like the Impossible White Man movie. <laughs> this is like the impossible. Like this shit could he, only he thought happen. He was invincible as fuck during this whole thing. It's. It's like worse than Wolf of Wall Street. And see, but Wolf of Wall Street, at least he had fucking money. This was driven by money that he didn't have. This was was driven by money that he was just trying to acquire. He was scamming with other people's money. Yeah, he had people actually sending, like he had people, the the attendees that were going to be coming to the festival, he had them like upgrading their packages and... Yeah, like when he said that... um, Sending out emails about general mission was another three thousand. Like most of our attendees are putting three thousand dollars on there. I'm like on the wristbands. 
why are you disclosing what other people are putting on their because fucking shit? he knew that that's that was gonna sell these young millennial hippies true I mean, but up, that's just like there's so many things wrong with that but these were obviously kids with disposable income anyway so i mean i guess they weren't to her at least not the majority of it now there probably was some kids that actually like saved up and really made plans for this to be like they said people were quitting their jobs i bet like they were like yo this is about to be like some woodstock shit like some shit that it changes the fucking world i bet but then oh my god when the day came and they actually had to put people like back on planes to miami bruh you know how mad i would have been nigga i would have burned everything to goddamn ground oh my god you done spent all this money to have this extravagant time and not only are you not even able to go and see the island but they they locked those people in the fucking airport yeah in a foreign country you know how scared americans are to be (laughs) stuck somewhere but I remember, like, the first thing I heard about the fi- uh, fire festival was when that the picture of the cheese on the toast. Yes. Like, I remember that. I remember seeing it, too, and I was just thinking, I kind of just blew it off. I was just like, oh, this is just some shit that didn't happen. But right. no, it was a big one. And I remember, because people were tweeting from there, like, they were trying to get in touch with the M- United States Embassy. Mm. Like, they were like, trying to be like we are stuck here and they are holding us against our will please come save us shit i would have too that's like when you in another country that's a whole nother level of anxiety right and then like you you already know you've been scammed bro you can't get home when that bus first pulled up and they saw them tents that girl start crying (laughs) the number one the bus driver was fucking savage because he could have just kept his mouth shut, but he was letting them know, like, Yo, this shit fucked up, bro. <laughs> he was like, they just started putting this shit up. Y'all ain't going to be living lavish. He was pretty much like, that nigga was like, couldn't be me, though. <laughs> just keep on living. You finna see. Oh, it's bad, bad. <laughs> yeah, that one dude was like, oh, I hope they know Fire Festival isn't happening again. I was like, bro, it's obviously not even happening pl- right now. They but. were planning to do that shit again Mm-mm. Mm-mm. like the ultimate level of like yo we we had some bugs last time <laughs> we've got them figured out some <laughs> some bugs some? <laughs> you mean the festival that, <laughs> that was hiding the water from the people and had to go suck the pe- <laughs> hiding the water from the people and the people from the water <laughs> like fire <laughs> festival yeah, that shit. Ooh, all of it. I was just, I literally was in the bed when my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. That shit is crazy. Hell no. Nah. But for all of that bad to happen that you still get back on your scam and shit, like people just gonna let that shit ride. You pissed off thousands of people. And He's lucky. T- and you took their money. He lucky somebody didn't kill his ass. He lucky that every single one of them fire attendees didn't have attorneys because he would have been still in jail and no he's he is still in, in debt oh he's in jail now yeah oh i thought like once he got he six was in years the... wow okay good remember he said that he was like i'm not gonna go to jail yeah i mean if you've done all this impossible shit you you about 
it's almost that Trump phenomenon. I'll be like, you ain't nobody right. gonna stop me. You might be right, but yeah, okay. I didn't know he was in jail. I thought like once he was like on the Hulu one, they show him calling from jail. Oh, like he's in it, and like he's not involved with the Netflix one, but he's actually involved with the Hulu one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, Ja Rule, he ain't shit neither. The Hulu one shows just how ain't shit Ja Rule is. This is why Ja Rule doesn't have a career as we speak because he dumb as hell. Like <laughs> maybe Fifty was right. <laughs> But that nigga was like, I wouldn't call it fraud. It's not fraud. Sir. What would you call it? Let's pull up a dictionary right now. <laughs> fraud. That's you. <laughs> Y'all took people's money knowing that you didn't have shit to give to them but some air mattresses. Bro. <laughs> Why they have FEMA tents? The worst. The worst. Like, li- I'm literally trying to think about what I would feel like if I pulled up to this lavish vacation that I'm thinking I'm about to have and I'm seeing like some tents that we about to be staying in and I done spent thousands of dollars <laughs> excuse me I, I, I really feel like I would have been like the one guy who was laughing non-stop because just going crazy all you can, just dude. going crazy like, yo bro <laughs> I gotta check out from reality <laughs> but then and then it was crazy too um, when they were talking about how it just started pouring down rain and yeah storming. right before like, so oh, then all the bad. tents got soaked and the, like, bro, that's what you get. That was God. <laughs> that was karma for your ass. That shit crazy. <sighs> yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that shit was. Uh, last week I said that uh, Trump serving uh, burgers was the most ghetto shit I ever seen. No. Somebody needs to get a hold of these white men and tell them to sit down somewhere. <laughs> Billy McFarlane is most ghetto shit I ever seen in my life. Next white man that got a grandiose idea need to run it through twelve niggas. No, the funny thing is after <laughs> and see how they respond before they decide to just uh, make moves. After I told uh, Spy guy to watch it, he watched it. He came to work the next day. He was like, "Yo, I think we could do it." <laughs> <laughs> Spy guy, please <laughs> stop. Don't do it. <laughs> so I want to talk about this because this keeps happening to me. But um, and you can edit out her name. I don't know if I showed you that last time she was trying to like get me. We were recording. I remember. Oh yeah. She was like, come to voodoo right now. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. She's like, there's this guy here that I want you to meet. Like he's so sweet. He's so cool. And I was like, oh my God. Like I've seen him so many times on Bumble and I always am never interested. But so (laughs) this, okay. So number one are not close enough for her to feel like she knows what, what what I'm looking for, what I need or whatever. Like, I feel like she keeps coming with like thousands of different types of guys. And she's always like, I just think you'd be so great. And I'm like, but how, why? Like, why? <laughs> we haven't really even interacted for real since high school. And even then it wasn't anything like heavy. So the reason why I want to talk about this is because she's not the first person to do this to me. My mama did it with a dude at her job. But what happens is they'll see these guys and for whatever reason they'll think, 
oh, this would be a good guy for Kim. All right, that's cool to have that thought. Cool. But then it goes into like showing pictures and, and like pulling up social media profiles and like doing all this to, personal shit to me. Because it's one thing to be like, hey, are you single? I have a friend. And then, you know, they say like, yeah, I'm single. Like, I'm looking. What's up? Who you got? And then you say, oh, I have this friend, Kim. Like, would you be interested in meeting without doing the whole like picture thing? But when you get into like exposing all my shit is when I'm like, okay, calm down. (laughs) But so then like she'll do that and then they'll be super interested. And she'll come to me. She's like, hey, I have this guy that's like super interested in you. Like he really wants to meet you. And I'm like how like he don't even know me but he does (laughs) (laughs) right so i'm like whoa wait a minute so now that kind of puts her in the middle of some shit because now if i'm not interested she got to go back and be like oh well egg on both of our faces yeah um she's not interested sorry i lied when i said i thought that she was gonna be (laughs) and then two it just it's just off-putting for me because I'm like I know nothing about this person so it it just kind of feels like I've been blindsided a little bit because you you basically just like she didn't send any picture of him I didn't get none of the shit that she gave to him to me so it's just like hey I have this dude that I work with and uh, he's really funny and like every time I'm around him like I'm just always laughing and I just feel like this and the other and I showed him a couple of your pictures and this and and I'm like well where are his pictures at like what he look like she's like are you interested in shorter dudes and I'm like well define shorter like what I have nothing to go off of other than he's interested in me based off what you gave him so I'm just like I'm already off put but my mom did that too but that's what moms do my mom did that with a dude at her her job though and it got to the point where she ended up giving him my full ass government name for him to request me on Facebook and I was like I deleted the request and I was just like she's only trying to help <laughs> but the, my thing is is with that whole help thing is it it just makes me feel like I'm just this like needy helpless like person and and I do talk about like wanting a relationship but I'm social it'd be different if it'd be different if I was like yo ass and I'm just like 80% at home and and twenty percent social, but I'm like fifty fifty on <laughs> on on my you my. You just roast me. Yep, just slightly. Uh, <laughs> I go out and I meet people, and and I don't have a hard time meeting people. It's just the encounters that I'm having is just are they just aren't working. But like when I get these people that are just constantly trying to hook me up with these random people, it's like okay, number one. I'm not asking y'all to do this. I think that's the that's the first step in in doing right by somebody in matchmaking. But I mean, you have said several times that you're having a hard time finding good guys. They're, I mean, it's a natural thing to try to if you come across a guy that you think is a good guy to try to introduce two people. Yeah, but there's people a- love matchmaking. That's why Hallmark. It makes so many movies it's about falling a, in love. It's a way to go about it, though. It's a way to go about it. I need somebody to match make with me. Hook me up, Because I have never said to anybody, <laughs> hey, like, find me somebody. Hey, find me somebody if y'all listening. I need all the help I can get. But so many people just keep doing it. 
and I keep having to be like, no, I'm not interested. And then it's egg on their face because they've done all this stuff. And like, like they always assume that I'm going to be interested too, before even coming to me. So it's like, Oh, I done sold this dream and now I got to go back. <laughs> I mean, you might as well keep your options open. It might, they might work out. That's it's when you go about it that way, it just, uh, I'm never interested. Like I'm always so turned off. But you might be turning down people that are good. Probably. But it just when you're trying to set people up, I feel like <laughs> it's better when you it, when you do it in a casual setting. And it's better when you're doing it in person. That's how uh, that's no, weird. No, 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 no. Not like, hey, this is my friend. She's single. But it's like, hey, I'm going to invite this person because I know this person is going to be here. And let's just see how they interact. Not setting it up in front of their face like blatantly. Because this is my thing for me. And I've said this over and over and over and over and people call me shallow all the time, but I have to be attracted to the person that I'm trying to date. I have to, I have to, I don't know why you shaking your head. I'm not saying that you should be attracted to the person, but it feels like at times that you're, it's weird things that have turned you off about somebody. You like, no, it's a no go zone. I think that's what more of the, the, Everybody should be attracted to who they're with. Yeah. But you like, you got a set of rules. Like, no, I don't want to be if somebody. My mom thinks is good. Nope. Not no, going to be. Them. It's not even that. <laughs> it's just that when I saw the dude that my mom thought was good, I was like, hell no, I'm not interested. Let me see him. <laughs> Cause I've, I've deleted his request. But my thing is, is if, if you're putting, if you're, but also s- pictures don't always do justice. That's fine. But, I mean, you could have just met the, the motherfucker. I didn't want to. This is why. To me, when it's when it's a blind situation, I don't like going into it with the pressure of, oh, y'all are being set up for a dating situation. Like, that's why I say, like, do it casually. Don't blatantly be like, hey, this is my friend Kim. She's single. You single. Y'all need to y'all need to hook up. You know what I'm saying? When you automatically put that dating pressure on it, I'm first looking to be attracted to them, period. So if I'm not attracted to them, I'm already like, no. But here's the other thing. Is attraction only physical? No, it's not. This is my point. Let me finish. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> this is my point. If you hook mm. us up in a casual way without that pressure of y'all both single, y'all need to date, I could kick it with you and really start being your friend and eventually be like, okay. okay. Like I've had that happen to me a lot of times where I end up the last two dudes that I was attracted to that d- didn't really work out. I never was attracted to, to beforehand. Like I was never attracted, never attracted. Like even there was my friends would even be like, Oh, like what's going on between y'all? And I'd be like, no, then we just friends. So I like at my, at my birthday week, Hey, I was like, Oh, so she really liked this dude. <laughs> I like that shit was surprising me because I was like, oh okay. Because yeah. when I was leaving, you're like, no, nah, I'm good. I was like, oh, oh okay. But you see what I'm saying? Like, there's there's been plenty of instances where friends first has worked out for me. So I'm not saying that I have to be initially attracted to people I'm gonna date. But if you're gonna set me up and put this dating pressure on me with somebody that you're trying to set me up, first thing I'm looking at is whether or not I'm attracted to them. That's just how. That's just how I'm I'm thinking. But if it's just like a, some friend shit, my guard is down. If it's some dating shit, it's just different. I don't know why. That's just how I'm wired. Yeah, that's kind of weird, bro. How but is I mean, it weird? Because it's... So how did you become attracted to What's Her Face? 
<laughs> were you just? Yo, we really gotta have video thing because our reactions be funny. Were you just initially attracted, or was it after hanging out with her? Because as far as I'm concerned, you weren't really hanging out with her before. Uh, I just, I had tried to holler at her years ago. So you were initially attracted to her, though, physically. We we all used to hang out, but before that, though, you weren't attracted to her. I thought she was cute in high school. See, that's what I'm saying. That initial attraction, but, though. But my problem is, I don't like to meet new people. Uh, I think I honestly don't. Unless I say to somebody like, hey, hook me up with this person. I just would rather people not try to hook me up because I feel like it just, like it, it just always, people always hook me up in the, in the fashion of, oh, y'all going to date, y'all be cute together as a couple instead of just like. But I don't think you should take that personal because that's what everybody does. I'm not taking it personally. I'm just saying it just don't never, it just doesn't ever interest me when it happens that way. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know like why. I think it's just that that awkward initial pressure just makes me shut down. I feel like I'm gonna be all the way honest with you. You gonna catch hell after this? Probably <laughs> after the last two episodes, you gonna catch hell. After Probably, this but that initial pressure is just like it just makes me. I can't. I can't fully be myself because now I'm trying to like impress you in a different way, or now I'm trying to maybe not even impress you, but now I'm trying to suppress things about my personality that I wouldn't normally. I. I actually am right along with you because I'm the same way. It's just, I know I ain't going nowhere to meet nobody. <laughs> so I'm going to have to rely on somebody uh, doing me a solid. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying though? If, you do, if, okay, yeah. if you're out with a group of friends and like. Oh, that's the perfect time. They too. bring somebody that you don't know. Yeah. It's different when nobody has said. Ooh, this a girl I want you to date. Like if it's just like a girl, like a random girl, and it's just like, oh hey, this is my friend. I mean that's true because a, a real good matchmaker does do that. Thank you. Okay, you got me. <laughs> that's all I'm saying is stop like putting this like especially when you tell the other party like, ooh, I got this single friend, so they're already thinking like, oh. Either, you know, this finna be a girl that I can fuck or this finna be a girl that I'm finna be in a relationship with, like, immediately. I don't I don't think that's what every guy... I don't think that. I'm not saying every guy, but I know, like... I mean, it's definitely guys like that. I know I that's that's part of some guys' mindset. It's part of some guys' mind that any girl that looks at them either wants the dick or is looking for the dick. So that's always gonna be part of it. But it's also part of some girls. Some girls think that heaven opened up, and I think I gotta. <laughs> I think I gotta say, there's some people that just think I have got a girl whose pussy is so good. If you threw it up in the air, it would turn into sunshine. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't want to meet her. I do. <laughs> me too nigga me too <laughs> yeah no all I'm saying is just don't um, just everyone calm down I don't have a hard time meeting dudes I just keep having uh, do you I just keep running into issues with the ones then that means you're having a hard time meeting dudes does it yes Having a hard time meeting dudes to me is like not meeting anybody. No, I think it means meeting guys of substance 
or character. But so how am I supposed to trust people who barely know me though? <laughs> but you're it's people that do know you that are trying to hook you up with them. So it's a little bit I mean you can't trust everybody for for sure. But at least at least one of the people that's doing it knows you. Who? Like your mom? She knows me to an extent. Yeah, but me and my mom don't have a relationship to where she it's I mean it's not everybody nobody knows people think they know me. Nobody fucking knows me. <laughs> my but, thing is but, just at least if you're gonna match make like at least just ask me What are you looking for? Something along those lines before you just start pulling pulling random people out of the air and and don't don't set it up as a dating thing immediately that's that's my only two like gripes with matchmaking if anybody's listening and they could think of somebody who i might be good for uh first and foremost do not let them listen to this podcast secondly (laughs) help me don't you think that if you start dating somebody they're gonna eventually listen to your podcast yeah oh my god yo like I was looking at the locations the other day, and that shit said Vicksburg, Mississippi, and that shit meant, oh, it's somebody I'm related to listening to this. Probably. So hopefully it's just Mia, because <laughs> if it's anybody else besides Mia, I am fucked. How? I don't know. <laughs> you haven't said shit about. You haven't said anything too bad about Mississippi. No, I'm just, I'm revealing uh, family secrets on here sometimes. <laughs> No, uh, they they gonna go try to tell my mama. That's what it is. Everybody think my mom Doesn't is more know. of a strict lady than what she is. She know that I'll be on here cursing. That's why she don't listen. <laughs> so somebody go like DJ up there uh, cussing and shit. I know. Yeah, it's just like when I was smoking, and, and uh, they would be like, "DJ smokes cigarettes." Yeah, she be knowing. I tell my mama everything. <laughs> <laughs> my mama uh trying to hook me up with it's two girls at church they said i saw your girlfriend if you, if you haven't introduced me to me to me then they're not my girlfriend she's still trying to hook you up oh yeah they got three they got three potential girls at church that's what they trying to incentivize me to go to church see that's just so much pressure to me i hate that i hate number one because i hate feel like I'm walking into some place and somebody going to be looking at me in a certain in a certain kind of way like like oh that's the girl that I'm going to be with or oh like people do that shit that that gives me anxiety <laughs> Queen Nancy Pelosi, yes, the baddest of the bad. <laughs> like I guess that shit ended because she really saw that. I mean, Trump really saw she ain't gonna let me get, get in this fucking state of union. <laughs> she was like, "Nigga, no, sit down." <laughs> and he thought he was gonna do that shit, ditch effort, and she's like, "No, nah, fuck that shit." He's so stupid. But he gonna use the state of the union because she she gave him permission. She gave the president of the United States permission to use her house. February 5th. To use her house to give his little speech. (laughs) His little speech. (laughs) 
And you know he gonna say some wild and reckless lies yeah. about a whole bunch of dumb shit. I'm not even gonna tune in. I haven't tuned into any of his SOTUs. No, like I man, I'm I'll just, just ready for I'll this just shit to be over. Scroll through Twitter. <laughs> just watch the shade. Yep. Yeah, I'm ready for. I'm so tired. Like yeah. I know we just started 2019, but I'm ready for 2020. Yeah, I'm ready to vote now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who I talk all this shit about like I ain't gonna vote for Bernie. Bernie Bernie gets home. I'm gonna vote for Bernie. I'll vote. I can't think of one person <laughs> on the Democrat side that I wouldn't vote for over Trump. I was trying to say Hillary might be uh, No nah, fuck that shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Let me stop that right there. <laughs> I ain't voting for Hillary, goddamn. I'm not again. voting for her, but somebody said that she's thinking of running yeah. a third time. Yeah, sit her old ass down. Like, I'm like, Hillary. Now that we have Kamala here, I just don't really know. Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> I just don't really know that this is your race. Yeah. And it's it's time for a new generation. That's really what it is. That's also part of the reason why I don't like Bernie. Now, usually I wouldn't be uh, for ageist attacks. Mm-hmm. But I, I firmly believe that part of our, our problem is that we have a 73-year-old man in the White House. Yeah, it is. And he's trying to make America great again. I feel like that's, that's like going backwards. 30% of the problem. Right. It's because he's an old man. The other 30% is him being born into wealth. Yeah. And then... I feel like leaders who are born into wealth don't ever do well as leaders. Right. It's a disconnect. It is. Like, during the shutdown, he was saying, I'm sure they can go to grocery stores and they know the grocers... What 1930s version of America do you think that you just know the niggas at the grocery store? Number one, do you know how many people are working for your government? Do you know how many? That, do you know then how many people would have to try to go to the grocery store and just get an IOU from their fucking? Are you right. kidding me? Like what kind of wonderful life bullshit do you think this is? And then the, the dude that was saying that he didn't know why uh, federal workers were going to soup kitchens because they fucking broke, bro. Because they don't. Do you think they want to be there? Like. Like eighty percent of Americans cannot afford a wait. I think it's eighty percent. It's some big number. I wish I had it in front of me. They cannot afford a four hundred dollar expense if it's not no. It's not planned for. They they don't have that, and most people don't have somebody they can go to to get the money. And that listen, <laughs> that should literally happen to me. So I didn't get paid for my bereavement, and I was missing close to four hundred dollars off of my check this time for being gone for two days fucked me up and um i had to split some of my bills and i don't work for the motherfucking government so i can just only imagine not being paid at all for more than one pay period right and then people don't understand and they're like his base is still gonna be with him yeah that's true but it's a lot of pissed off people they're like yo you should the government lost six billion dollars for the shutdown i bet not surprised. And that's just what they're saying now. It, it probably was more than that. I'm not surprised. Pe- Yo, people say they for a lot of shit. <laughs> but when you start fucking up their money. Until they get in the right, shit. <laughs> like, oh, no. Maybe this shit wasn't important. Right. Like, if you got daycare, you got all this shit you got to pay for. It's building a fucking wall applying to any of that. I'm going to say no. Do I think there needs to be border security? Of course. Absolutely. But 
I don't think a fucking wall is going to stop any of that. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> just... No, you said it. You said it. Like, I was literally about to say that same thing. Like, how is that playing into your day-to-day life? Like, it's almost <laughs> to tie this back to something earlier. That Dave Chappelle skit. I mean, Dave Chappelle joke where he was talking about he was watching 9-11 and they're like, we got y'all rule on the phone. <laughs> To see what his thoughts are. <laughs> ja. Who's worried about a wall? She's just stupid. Like, and that shit is totally based on racism. And I know a lot of people are trying to deflect and be like, it's national security. If it was national security, but no, be, it's not. we'd be talking about our northern border. Yeah, exactly. That, Why are we only worried about that domestic terrorists do come through? What is the difference between Canada and Mexico? Mm, some of the people are brown and some of them are not. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that might be part of it that you never thought about putting a wall on the north. And then too, like another thing to think about with the whole wall building thing is like you would literally contract people to actually contribute their physical labor. Labor and and property. property. And one thing I'm very opposed to is is what is called eminent domain, Mm. which is where the government feels like it can take your property. Mm -hmm. They can offer you a certain amount at first, and then if you don't do it, they can just say, no, we're going to jack this shit. That's like the opposite of manifest destiny. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, it's really manifest destiny. Is well, westward well, expansion. They just they were like, oh, y'all native groups have been here for a thousand years. Is it expansion years. though? Will you just jack somebody's land? When you fucking up somebody's shit within your own country, though, I guess it is kind of the same. It's a, it's an effect of imperialism, and oh look, we get deep. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing I did want to talk about with all this politics shit. A lot of times we have become prisoners of the perfection of fallacy. I mean, the fallacy of perfection, Mm -hmm. i.e. the Nirvana fallacy, that either something is totally 100% good or the other thing is bad. True. That if X is not good enough and Y is better, then X is bad. That's not how things work. Like, I had a professor who always talked about perfectionist fallacy. And I believe that we've become prisoners to that in our day-to-day lives. Like, if somebody doesn't do something perfect, or if they're not woke enough, mm-hmm. they're trashed, they're mm-hmm. canceled. Mm-hmm. We we definitely can't choose leaders based on that. And that's what happened a lot in the last presidential election, is it was the whole, I'm just going for the lesser of two evils thing. Right. You can't, you can't choose that. And you can't really, like, the other thing that's scary is all these people who are celebrities and stuff saying, I'm going to run for president. I don't want a fucking celebrity to run for president. <laughs> Me neither. Like, I want a effective government official to be president. That is what we're missing. Obama was an effective adult <laughs> who knew how the government worked. They said Trump, like, this past thing, Trump didn't have a plan for it. 
He was just going to see what fucking worked. He thought the Democrats were going to fucking cave, which we, I'm glad they grabbed their nuts and they were like, yo, fuck that motherfucker. We knew Trump didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Since when does he ever? Right. He just think that he can put his dick down and everybody going to suck it, but that's just not. Oh, I also have a reaction from Nancy Pelosi after uh, Donald Trump did it. <laughs> best reaction video ever i love that shit everybody that thought that nancy pelosi was not the leader that we needed hmm. I, like i said last week bitches bitch wear. get shit done <laughs> bitch wear i confess my love for cardi b last week you did bro she's still she's still doing it for you yo they had she performed at whatever the, the porn star award shit mm. the, did you did you see the uh pictures Mm-mm. oh was that when she had on the bustier like the royal blue shit and the green one mm-hmm. with the videos mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bro those were some sexy ass photos <laughs> yeah yeah they were <laughs> they really were it was it was a lot going on and i was Oh, that shit! I got to have you. <laughs> we got to go. We got to. Do, we got to do all this. You want this smoke? Okay, you about to get it. It's about to be a barbecue, bro. That shit happened. It was like, yo, um, Offset fucked up, bro. She had a lot of people hot and bothered out here. So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday. <laughs>